0: Get up, for God's sake, get up! They've killed Fritz! They've killed Fritz! Those lousy, stinking yellow fairies! Those horrible, atrocity filled vermin! Those despicable animal war markers! They've killed Fritz! Take that! Take that! Take that, you greed! Slime! You black hearted short, bull-legged! Max, Max, I'm okay. I'm okay, Max. Just a scratch. Look, I'm alright. Max. Oh. Oh, damn. There you go again, stepping on my lines, raining on my parade, costing me medals. Oh, damn. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, Fritz, Fritz, get up, for God's sake, get up. They've killed Fritz. They've killed Fritz. Those lousy, stinking yellow fairies. Those horrible atrocity filled for Take us, take us. They've killed. Fritz. What's up, guys? It's me. It's Fritz. I know it's been a long, long time. I believe the last episode was uh, in November with, uh, with guest Karen Ann Harlos, the former Libertarian National Committee Secretary. And uh, since then, I abruptly disappeared from the interwebs. I disappeared. My social media accounts uh, deleted. Uh, my podcast stopped. And it's because things came to light and life came in the way And, uh, and uh, there's it, it, it's hard to figure out where to start when talking about this uh, Because I don't want to uh, offend people And I don't want to step on people's toes And I don't want to make people believe that I'm blaming them for certain things uh, in my life uh, But... I'm not really even sure how to unravel this But uh, um, uh, In November um, You know Some things came to a head And uh, I really You know After my uh, after my wife Found some things And, and, and confronted me uh, I've I just It came to a point where For a very very long time in my life um, 20 years plus in fact I've been struggling with how to handle my emotions, uh, communicating with people, being open uh, and honest, and a lot of other stuff uh, that, and, and like I said, years long, two decades plus uh, of, of dealing with these issues, at the center of it has been me struggling with my own spirituality and uh, and... On top of all of that as well, uh, one of the biggest things that has been a, a center plague in my life has been uh, pornography. And it is... It's really tough when you talk about this because lots of people still kind of want to laugh or scoff and go, ha, you can't be addicted to pornography. Like, it's, like you cannot be addicted to... To a thing, uh, to a media source like that, and uh, I'm here to tell you that uh, it, that it's not easy to to come out and say this, even even in an environment like this on my own program, uh, returning for the first time in you know three months or so. It's not easy for me to come out and say, uh, or, or even really even really talk about this, uh, but I, I'm I'm taking strides and steps to really changed things in my life and one of the changes that needed to be made to accomplish this was was a obviously realizing and confronting the fact that I had an addiction with pornography and think about it it's one of the most prevalent uh, media things on the internet it's available at every corner of every turn that you look it's there um I got into it at a very, very, very young age uh, I was about 9 or 10 years old When I stumbled across it And it kind of took a center po- point in my life And became, you know, uh, a, a haven uh, uh, A safety net uh, A place of solace and solitude To combat any of the feelings that I felt I couldn't deal with um, And when I say that, I mean that quite literally um, That I, I could turn to it for anything and I was very, very good at keeping it hidden. I was very, very good at keeping it a secret. And I was very, very good at justifying it to myself, even at a young age. Um, growing up in a religion, that, that condemned it completely. So that also factors into the mix that I was indulging in something that uh, something that I grew up in, was teaching me, was, was among some of the top worst things that I could be indulging in. Which didn't work so hot for clashing uh, emotions if you will. Uh, But, needless to say, it wasn't just pornography as well. I believe that uh, tech addiction exists in there as well. And some people will sit and scoff and laugh at that too and say, you can't be addicted to tech. You can't be addicted to your cell phone. But again, I'm here to tell you that you absolutely can be addicted to these things. These things can become a ruler of your life if you have if you have predispositions to, you know, or if you're predisposed to, to things like addiction, if addiction has run in your family, if you've had alcoholism in your family, you should be wary from, you know, using alcohol. Like, I'm not saying that you have to abstain from it completely, but you have to have that knowledge in your head that it's in your family, and a lot of those things are linked genetically. And if you have some kind of predisposition to it, you could fall prey to, to becoming weak to it, or becoming addicted to it. For anybody that wants to sit and say you can't be addicted to your cell phone or social media, I, I beg, I beg you, please, listen to Simon Sinek um, on this issue. And in fact, I might even record, a, I might, might even interject a clip where he talks about it, because dopamine is something in your brain it's a natural chemical that comes into your brain that that's kind of like you know a, a pleasure hit and dopamine gets produced when you know things are you know good this is dopamine is when you go is when you pick up your phone and you see you have notifications on your facebook and you're like ooh, did somebody like my post did somebody talk to me did somebody send me a message same thing you can interject and change the apps to, to whatever. You could say the same thing for text messages. You get a text message from somebody that, you, that you're that you seeking to talk to. You start getting feel-good hits in your brain because somebody's texting you. Somebody's interacting with you. This plagued my life. Growing up in this tech boom that, that we had, for those of you out there who don't know, I'm 32 turning 33 in May. Uh... Technology, social media, that's all been like there I've been growing up with it It's been something that I've constantly used And unfortunately I think it's wired my brain a little bit wrong Um, in growing up Uh, I think it's, I I think I've had a a false sense of, of admiration Or at least I've been using things like the internet Like social media, uh Pornography as well um, To make myself feel good Which On the surface some people might not Think that that's a bad thing but if it becomes A point where it is an everyday th- An everyday necessity I would I would argue that Yes, that's, that's Not only an addictive thing uh, But it is a thing That you need to Conscientiously be aware of And need to put a lot of hard work in Uh, So since these revelations uh, At least as far as I'm comfortable talking about them uh, In this format With a bunch of you strangers just clicking on here uh, Some of you aren't even strangers Some of you are friend and family too And that that makes things all a little more It makes me all a little more apprehensive To talk about these things It makes it a little harder to talk about But I believe that they need to be talked about um, Candidly because I think there's lots of people out there who are probably suffering, uh, whether they want to admit it or not, in these areas. And you can carry on in denial and, uh, and not believing that this is something that, that is affecting you in your daily lives. But after I started um, tackling this problem, tackling this issue... Uh, I started going to, to, to therapy. You know, having a, a, a counselor that I'm talking with on a on a bi-weekly basis about things uh, things that I've I've never talked about before with anybody. Things that uh, that I haven't let out. And and I've learned over the last couple months that uh, you know I, I've had a, a clear goal of making other people, putting an outward appearance that I myself am fine to other people so that they do not instinctively, or so that they don't worry about me. I've put out this. I need to build an image of myself and project it to the people around me so that they don't have to worry about me or what's going on, and I don't have to worry about pleasing them beyond what I'm doing. And uh, it, it it's just it's been it's been something that I've struggled with for years and years and years. And after starting therapy, uh, my uh, my counselor uh, has had me read you know literature and, and things of that nature to to really dive into it. Things like Addictive Thinking by Abraham Twersky, which teaches you that your mind might have this predisposition of of addictive thinking, where it will find rationalizations and it and it won't think of things and it will find justifications and and it will really work against you rather than you controlling it and and it's it's been just it's been a struggle but at the same token this is this is work that I need to do on myself to improve myself and and one of the ways in doing that I deleted all the social media um it, it's sad to say, but I've had those I had those moments where I'd be on my phone so often that I, my wife, over the course of, the, of our relationship, has, has many, many times talked to me about me being on the cell phone too much. And then what do you naturally do when somebody's accusing you of something that you're not even conscientiously aware that you're doing, or at least denying at the time you get hostile and you argue about it and it becomes a point of contention, but it really started um really started shattering my heart when uh my daughter, who, you know, my daughter is, is the center of my world. She's my life. Um when she and she's only two, when she started saying the phrase, Daddy, can you put your phone down? That is when it really started to the seeds started to get planted in my head that that maybe I am on this too much. But then, when all things came to a head and came crashing down, it was a, a stunning realization that uh, that uh, I'd, I had been so selfish with things, and I had been so self-obsessed. I had been so obsessed with the internet and this fake world. Whether, you know, and and I have friends on Twitter that I made. Over, over these last couple of years running the podcast and all that Who I'm sure may be watching now And I, I'm not saying I don't consider those people friends And I didn't build friendships up But overall, the whole world of Twitter And, and what you can do on Facebook and Instagram what, what you can do in the digital world is so not material It is so fake And it's so centered around presenting the best image of yourself Which is something that I've been doing even in my own life Outside of it I've been taking the same principles and concepts Trying to project the image that people want to see on me Towards them even though It might not be the real me Even though it might not be tackling the real thoughts or feelings that I'm having Even though It's not the genuine self And it's, it's a struggle, I'm not going to lie I'm not going to sit here and say that this entire time has just been rainbows and butter, butterflies Of turning the pages of, of good things in life That's not how this works this, this is really an uphill for the rest of my life battle To ensure that I don't return to habits and, habits and impulses that I used to have all the time and that I indulged in all the time, and some things that I took comfort in. And I will say, as much of a struggle as it is, it is quite liberating to go to my therapy sessions every other week and really un- unwrap some of the things in my mind that I had packaged up and kept away. And, you know, some things have been, you know, one day. I can I can you know one day I'll be able to tackle that or one day I'll be able to absolve that, but for now I'll box it up and put it in the corner and it can just sit there and collect dust until I'm ready for it for a day that you know honestly will never come. But it's been liberating to tackle these these parts of myself that uh, that I hadn't been tackling before. and it's been liberating to really not... Have this focus or this attitude where, I, where I'm where i not going to... Where I box things up, you know. Boxing things up is, is a dangerous thing to do uh, for oneself. And the more you do it, it's like dropping Mentos in a Diet Coke bottle. Where the pressure will build up and that thing will explode and the results will not be good. So it's been quite liberating doing that. Um, I'm not going to go into extreme detail. This isn't this isn't the format, and this isn't the thing where I'm supposed to get super duper personal over these things. There's there's things that you can know, there's things that you can't know, but it's just my way. I think of of telling you where I've been. What I've been doing over the last couple of months uh, And why everything got suspended And why you don't see me on, on places like social media anymore And I can tell you right now You probably you probably won't see me back on social media uh, The more I think about it And the more I go on not in, not immersed in that world The more positive vibe I've gotten around these parts, uh, because I don't pick up my phone, and I'm not glued to my phone 24-7, and I'm not endlessly scrolling through Twitter or Facebook or looking for reactions or wondering where my likes are, or anything like that, especially because how genuine, is how, how much of that was my genuine self, and, and moreover, how much of it mattered? Almost none. Almost none of it mattered. Did I have friendships that I've developed? Yes. Do I miss some of you guys? Yes. Do I miss being in a toxic environment? Being argumentative with everybody else that we would interact with? uh, With the end goal of being absolutely nothing because a Twitter argument has never changed anybody's mind in the universe ever. No. I don't miss that. I don't miss that. I don't miss arguing libertarian points with people who are not libertarian, with people who are literally just looking for arguments and won't listen anyway. I don't miss it. I really don't miss it. And I don't even miss it on the front of my personal usage for things like Facebook, because Facebook was never a, a podcast thing. It was just a personal thing. I don't miss going on there and, and having it be part of my like daily life. And I think more people need to take the steps and, and kind of liberate themselves from it if they, if they haven't. And, it, you know, this is this is one simple thing that you can do If you're wondering, I wonder, I wonder if I spend too much time on the internet or, or anything Most of the cell phones have screen time trackers on them I, I implore you, <laughs> open it up and see how much time you're spending Per week, per day On some of these things Because I'm going to tell you right now My screen time for Twitter was astronomically high. Astronomically high. Uh, for no and purpose whatsoever. Doesn't matter how many people I got to follow me, how many likes I generated on a post, anything like that, how many hits I got for the podcast. Did not matter. But that number that I saw day after day, when I really started looking at it, was just atrocious. And... If I don't have the self control to have those in to have those apps at my disposal, if I don't have the self control to do it, the next best thing is to not have them at all. And while I keep working on myself and putting myself in a better place, I won't. I won't indulge in that. I do have friends out there like Quest Fanning, uh, Brian Nichols, other people out there that I can think of that I that I could go off naming that I'm sure will. Give a brother a nod, drop new podcast episodes, and push them out for me, and I, I, I appreciate, and I owe you guys one. Uh, because as far as the podcast goes, I, I'm going to be doing the podcast. I'm going to drop the episodes on YouTube, and they'll be dropped in the uh, in the applications of your choice. However, you listen to Fritzcast, if you're if you're just a listener, they'll be there, and you, and you can indulge in them. I don't need to be on on Twitter pushing episodes and then also engaging in uh, stupid arguments and endless bickering back and forth with people. I don't need to do that. I don't need to be knee-deep or picking up my phone every day just wondering, you know, where's my notifications? Where's Where's my attention? I don't need to be doing that. I have a home. I have an amazing wife who still loves me after everything that has gone on throughout the course of our relationship. As I now try to work on myself on on things that I haven't worked on in literally forever. I have an amazing two-year-old daughter who is endlessly adventurous, endlessly curious, and is far more deserving Of my time and attention than damn near anything else in this world. And my wife deserves more of my attention. And on top of all that, we have one on the way. And I've come to a point where I realize that if family isn't the most important thing... In my life I don't know what I would want to be the most important thing in my life And if they Disappeared I would have no purpose I would have no point I would have no goals I'd be doing literally everything for naught And In thinking about it In a few short months, I've slowly built myself up into a better person because of it. And so I implore anybody who might be struggling out there with with things, and I'll say, don't let your mind drive you into a place where you think that it's not a problem. Don't let your mind play tricks on you. It's part of the addictive thinking model where your mind will tell you that there's no issue. Just keep doing what you're doing. Don't bury yourself. Don't keep your emotions bottled up. Don't think that... Don't think that... Everything can only be tackled by you and you alone And that the people around you can't be helpful Because otherwise You're going to come to a point Where you rock bottom And your rock bottom is going to be so bad That you might not have the opportunity To sit here like I am Telling you about my rock bottom And how it didn't destroy everything you got to realize things are going to be hard you got to realize that there's a lot of work that you're going to have to do you got to realize that the people around you are going to have their own reactions and thoughts and feelings to it but you got to put your best foot forward or otherwise You're just going to keep digging the hole So As I come to a conclusion of an episode Normally I'd spout off a million social media links That you could visit To catch me on here and there And everywhere else But I don't have that this time And I actually feel pretty good That I don't have that this time Because it's FritzCast You can share it out with friends if you want. You know where to find me. And I will be putting up soon. uh, I am getting ready to merge everything over to a new uh, provider, and that will give me a website to run things off of. So that will make things a bit easier. I'll be able to put a website out there. Uh, But, of course, as always, people can reach me, fritzcastpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, to get in touch with me directly But that's the word that I want to put out for you guys Just think about it And analyze yourselves and where where you are in your lives And think about those implications and those things Because moving forward I'm going to do what FritzCast was always here to do To be contrary, to question authority To question Big government, to question big academia, big tech, big everything. uh, To be not a follower, but to be a questioner. And we're still going to have guests. I have a guest lined up for next week, uh, which will be uh, Dr. Travis Corcoran. Uh, restoring reason, and when I say next week, it might even be like the next day after I post this, or the same day that I post this, Uh, but I felt like this needed to be something separate and in and of its own self to really put out there the the reasons why I've uh, gone absent, gone rogue from the norm and putting my best foot forward to be a better me and and as Fritz cast comes back into the mix of being a better me being having a better fritz cast um which I don't think it's beholden to anybody or any one thing, including the libertarian party I'm not going to go into that right now i'm i'm not I'm not gonna go into I'm not gonna go into those things I'll save it for the next episode. Uh, outside of that, but that does it for me, guys, so remember, I love you, even if I'm not around on your favorite whatever, um, I'm doing a lot on the home front, trying to do the best for me and my family, and that's important, so, love you guys, see you next week.